Welcome to this week's episode of Auto Trader Roadmap. I'm your host, Rachel. Um, and this week, I'm really excited to talk about a topic which I think in our busy lives as product people, um, we don't take the time to think about or talk about enough, and that is the subject of career and growth. Um, and hopefully, this is going to resonate um, with a few of you listening today. I know that we're a couple months past um, appraisal and career discussions that time of year. Um, so yeah, let's have a conversation about um, progression. And helping me today have this conversation and someone who's going to give us um, some really good insight into their journey and their career growth in product is uh, Callum Wiggins. Now, in uh, the first of hopefully many episodes, Callum is a guest host who's external to Autotrader and he's joining us from the BBC. Um, So yeah, we're very excited to have you on the show today. Um, Before we get going, I think it's just worth kind of um, for you to just kind of introduce yourself and tell the audience, you know, what what do you do at the BBC? What is your role? Thanks, Rachel. I'm really excited to be here. Um, So I'm a group product manager at the BBC um, and I cover the area of personalization, which is part of content discovery. Um, So I manage a team of five product managers. We do a mix of things, mainly content recommendations and also Uh, other types of personalization, so more active personalization where we give users the ability to um, tell us more information about what they're interested in and we personalize off the back of that. Um, And the way that we work is we're a cross-cutting capability, so we uh, develop services and features that then can be used across BBC's main products, so iPlayer, Sounds, News and Sport. Brilliant. Um, so I always like to ask this question um, of other people that work in product. How how did you end up in the product industry? What made you interested? What was motivated you to want to work in product? So my first kind of experience in the digital space was uh, in roles that were more marketing focused and, and more delivery focused. Um, and to be honest, at the time, I didn't really know about product. I didn't know product management was a role, but um, through working as a, an agile coach for a um, digital team, um, obviously started collaborating closely with product managers and started to, you know, like the look of their role and, and wonder if I could give it a try. And I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to try it as a six month secondment and then uh, liked it enough and, and was fortunate to be given the role permanently and then never really looked back from there. Yeah, I think I had a similar kind of journey. Um, yeah, I used to work in data analytics, which I think anyone who's met me in real life like knows that I'm not the most analytical person. And this was many years ago. And yeah, I think I, I saw what uh, the product team were doing at the company that I was in. And yeah, just you, you don't look back from these things. I think you just find that spark. And that I think every person that I meet like who works in product what enables them to want to move into that industry is they've they've got that that drive to want to make a difference and change and yeah I think everyone's got that kind of spark in them yeah I think for me I really liked the ability of a product manager had to look at the big picture yeah and really uh try and get alignment amongst a team of people that was always something I was kind of passionate about and the problem solving solving side of it too but I think one of the great things about product management is that Uh, You get lots of people from different disciplines coming together uh, and entering into product management. And it it means that it's uh, a diverse group of people who are product managers, um, which is 
yeah which is really fun and means that lots of people do bring different strengths to the table yeah definitely um and i think it's it's really interesting because I, I know a lot about your product career because uh, we used to work at Moonpig together um on very similar products i guess where we had a lot of cross collaboration mm-hmm. um so i feel like i we've always had really honest conversations about um our personal development i remember our friday catch-ups as well and like yeah that always used to be i think one of the highlights of the week like just being able to kind of like unload and just talk about how how you feel in work and you know what what you might want to progress into is this where you kind of because i know where you're at now um you're actually in a leadership role at the bbc is this where from helping people like me and maybe other junior product managers in the team at Moonpig um and other companies um is that where you kind of like found your, your passion what what was it that kind of motivated you to to move into leadership it feels like quite a a straight path yeah i i would say I don't think it's felt like a straight, a straight <laughs> path, but I think early on in early on in my career, I realized, or product management career, I realized that part of what I loved about it was getting the most out of people. Yeah. And I love product management, but what I love even more is is helping other people do product well. Um, and so, yeah, I think very early on, I uh, looked for kind of opportunities to take on mentoring type roles, get involved in hiring. Um, you know, it can be as simple as being an onboarding body for someone when they're joining a company. And I think that really helped kind of cement in me that the, that that was where my passion lay. And so I always saw myself going down a line management path, um, at some point, but wanted to build enough experience that I could do that really well, both in the things that are kind of useful when building towards a line management role but also more broadly in terms of the types of product that I managed and the types of industries that I worked in and and yeah kind of facing different situ having faced different situations myself means that I think I can um I have lots to draw upon when when helping people in my team and helping others with situations that they might be facing um but I'm interested for you like have you thought much about whether you might want to uh like stick on an individual contributor type type track or whether you see yourself going into management in the future yeah I mean it's something that I'm always thinking about because I feel like in product it sometimes feels like because it's quite a broad spectrum that in an analogy term it feels like you're at a buffet and there's like all these like really delicious foods and you know you could take a plate of anything and that's how I feel in product sometimes there's always something new that excites me and I think this is probably why um, this is probably the longest I've worked in a particular sort of industry um, is because no two days are the same. And I think I'm still figuring it out. Um, I think that it's great that I've come into Autotrader and I think I've mentioned like a couple of times on this podcast and, you know, to, to yourself, like I am quite new to not just like the automotive industry in general, but actually like the specific type of product that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work on um, Auto Traders Automotive Consumer Finance Experience, and I know nothing about finance coming into this role. Um, it is just, it's quite a complex um, product and feature. Um, and I think that I, I've always, in every job, I've always just gone where the challenge is. Um, and I think I'm still at that crossroads where it's like this could turn into anything. And I think if I, I'll just know when I see the opportunity. But what I like about Auto Trader is I think they encourage like squiggly careers. Mm. So I'm not just kind of, well, if you're a product manager, the next 
thing you need to do is be a senior product manager and then um, maybe you'll do this. It's like the, there is more kind of variety to it. And that's what I like. So I think in a nutshell, I feel like I've said a lot without really saying anything, but I feel like I'm just enjoying where I'm at. I think I'm staying with the challenges. And if that morphs into, you know, me wanting to help and pass it along, because I do have that nature in me or to go down another path, I think I'm excited to see where that unknown is. Um, But I think it helps to talk to other product managers like yourself in the community, um, just to kind of get perspective on actually what is out there. I guess like what what's it like at the BBC? Like how have the BBC helped you kind of go on that journey into leadership? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I I think it's been a great environment to do that. I, I so I joined the BBC as a senior product manager. So I wasn't uh, in a line management role when I first joined, uh, and then I've stepped into a product leadership role um, during my time there. And I think uh, one thing that was really clear even before I became a manager at the BBC was how much emphasis the BBC put on really great line management um, and that you know everyone in the BBC should have an excellent line manager with a great relationship with their line manager and I think the recognition that that is important and therefore allowing managers to invest a lot of time in uh, in building those relationships and you know a huge part of my job is supporting the people in my team and spending time with them and spending time with the with the product teams that they're working on and the fact that that time commitment and investment is recognized as part of what I should be doing rather than having kind of tons of other things on top there are of course other things (laughs) but it's it's seen as a core and really important part of my role and so it's allowed me you know I've, I've been in this leadership role now for since October um and so for for that period I've been able to like really lean into that side of things and develop in that side which has been really helpful I've got a very supportive manager who's you know very experienced as a manager of product managers which means that I can I can draw a lot on his expertise and um I think a lot of the um a lot of my performance is judged on my ability to deliver through others so deliver with the teams that that I work with with the product managers that I work with so um I don't have to too much balance like oh what am I doing versus what are they doing like we win together and I think um that's something that's yeah really helped this transition yeah and I guess like you've gone from being an individual contributor where you're working on a product to you know line managing five people that is huge and that's such a shift in a career um do you, do you miss managing a product? Do you miss like doing the the day to day, like the feature management? Um, how how have you kind of phased yourself away from that and more into this role? Has it been a bit of a learning curve? It's definitely been a learning curve. I wouldn't say I'm I wouldn't say I miss the kind of day to day product manager role with a squad at the minute. Like I th- maybe that will come in time, but I think that I still get to see and influence lots of that through my role. You know, I spend lots of time not just talking to the product managers who I work with, but also, um, so in our teams, it's a mixture of engineers, data scientists, um, because we work on um, machine learning driven recommendations. I work a lot with them, talk a lot with them about, um, you know, experiment design, what what we're prioritizing next, our roadmaps, all of that. So, um, and, and with the product managers too, and I, you know, I really uh, encourage them and let them to take the lead in the areas, but then getting involved where 
um, in areas that are more complex or where it's, where it's particularly strategically important, those kinds of things mean that I think I still do get exposure to the bits of uh, product management that I love, but yeah. because I've always been passionate about developing people, getting the most out of a team, being able to focus in on that side of things has been has been really great. And so, I don't know, I think you see some, um, I think it's quite common in product management for some people to jump between kind of uh, more individual contributor and management tracks. That's not really something I've thought about yet. And and I could see that happening, but I could also see myself sticking with on the management side of things because I do think that's where where a lot of my passion really lies. Yeah. Interesting. So like what, I guess, has there been anything coming into this role that surprised you? Has there been anything where it's not what you've expected? Uh, I would say, I think this is the case with anything, but I think I hadn't appreciated the complexities in a role like mine. Um, I think it always feels like you've got to balance lots of different things. So um, say say a team a product manager that I work with and therefore their squad is is struggling with a situation. They're in a difficult situation with a stakeholder or they're struggling to figure out a product vision. I think there's trade-offs to be made around what's best for that individual product manager and their development, what's best for the te- the wider team and then what's best for like short-term delivery and some, you know, sometimes uh that has to come first and so i think when faced with situations like that like i always try and whenever i can which i think is most of the time take a long-term view and try and take more of kind of a passive coaching role either with the product manager or with the team as a whole and try and create the space for them to find their own solution and, and work through things um but there are times when it feels like you're kind of being pulled in the other direction and i think working out the right thing to do yeah in each of those situations and thinking about how to approach conversations around that in the best way and those kinds of things it is there's more complexity more thought goes into that than i think i'd appreciated before but it it's also incredibly interesting and you know the thing that i one of the areas that i think is really intellectually challenging and, and part of the working through that is part of what makes it interesting and fun yeah, and I think it's really interesting what you've mentioned there where it's like, you know, you, you could give solutions to people in your team and you could just solve that problem. But I think you've really hit the nail on the head there where it's like actually you've coached them through for them to realise themselves. And I think that's another way that you, you're winning through the people that, um, that that work for you or not for you, but, you know, within your team. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, do you get feedback from them? Do you encourage that? Um, have you heard anything kind of interesting from from them in these I guess first few months of being in this job um what what are the sorts of comments that you might have heard yeah I I try to get lots of feedback um I think it's it's not the easiest thing I think it it working out the right way to ask for feedback and the right kind of mechanisms to put in place to make it easy for uh both the people I lie manage and the kind of wider area that I lead uh, or co-lead with the, with the other disciplines working out how to get feedback from them I think is is like an ongoing an ongoing focus um, but I do regularly ask you know it can be as small as at the end of a conversation asking if if 
if one of my reports has found the conversation helpful or asking how it could be more helpful and even going you know going back to the to what we were talking about before with the coaching um point coaching versus solution like asking up front like some if um a member of my team brings me a problem and and saying um asking them you know do you want a solution now or or do you want more of a coaching conversation and then and then working through that i think that's helpful um i think probably the i've always um i've always focused a lot on communicating and communicating well um but i think one of the things that i have had feedback out on over the the few months that I've been doing this is around um, how the communication that I do is really valued and even more communication would be better. And we've been going through some kind of organizational changes, changes in the team. Yeah. Um, So there's been a lot going on. And so, um, yeah, that's a piece of feedback that I've received and that I'm acting on. But I think, I think constantly looking for that feedback is, is really important. I'm interested in like auto trader. How much do you give feedback to your manager and are there kind of, practices or mechanisms in place that that kind of make that happen yeah I mean I feel really fortunate at AutoTrader where um, I think that you are encouraged to be transparent about how you might feel about whether it's a certain project you're working on or if you've got an opinion of something and I think that it it almost feels like a safe environment I think I've definitely worked in roles in the past where maybe there's politics behind why you wouldn't say something or give specific feedback but there's definitely no such thing as closed doors here or you know you 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 feel like you can't speak up um yeah so I I really value that and I think that it's interesting that you mentioned the feedback thing because I think as a product team um at AutoTrader like we've had a couple of sessions on the art of giving feedback Mm. and I think it's such an interesting topic because I think feedback's such a a broad spectrum and I think it's how you give it I think that there's there's different forms that it might come in so there might be like you know just I've noticed something significant in somebody and I think this might be able to help them and it feels like you're being a bit unsolicited I think there's others where you know it's like career conversations stop start continue um and I think that I'm I'm a big fan of like with the people that I work with if I see someone's doing a really good job I always feel like, well, I'd appreciate it if someone said that to me. So I'd always try and spread that positivity and that thank. It's like thanking people. Um, but yeah, I think I'm I'm definitely encouraged here to to give feedback. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that Demo, my land managers, are listening. I like to think that I can give him feedback, and I, I think I probably do on a daily basis. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think it's I think that's key to how you feel happy in work as well. Because like we all remember the times where it's like you've given feedback to like a colleague in work or, you know, you've suggested something maybe to your line manager in a in a previous life and it's not gone down as well as you thought and you can remember how you feel out of that situation. So yeah, I think I think it's really important. But I think it's just I, th- I don't know if I've quite mastered how with just colleagues or um, how to structure that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a learning opportunity for me. I think that safety thing is yeah. is really key and. Um and definitely like uh part of the solution i think also lowering the barrier to giving feedback so because feedback can be small and the most useful feedback comes at a time where um 
you know, maybe you've taken one step in the wrong direction yeah. or there's a small thing that you correct. That's the best time to receive the feedback and the easiest yeah. time to give it because it's lower stakes. You know, someone's not been doing the wrong thing for six months and then you tell them, then it feels like a huge thing. And so yeah. I think um, both asking for feedback in that way that makes yeah. it small and easy and not like a big, serious conversation. Yeah. Um, and then looking to give it the same way too. Definitely. Um, I'm yeah. quite a self-aware person as well. So if I know that, or I sense that I'm not do maybe doing a good job or I feel like I could have done better at something. I do tend to ask sometimes, mm. whether it's in one-to-ones with my line manager or just with colleagues, if there's a certain meeting, I'll always kind of afterwards be like, in my head, I felt this way, but actually, can you just, you know, it, it was, was that okay? Um, I feel like I might have done this. And I think sometimes either it gives you a bit of comfort that, because um, I'm, I'm very... I do overthink things quite a lot. And sometimes it just gives you that comfort of, oh, you, know, you are doing a good job and you know, you've know you asked a colleague that you trust and even if you might have made a mistake or there is an opportunity for you, you're working on it and you're actively seeking to improve that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really interesting because I've been chatting to like a few of the product team today and it's like, as a product person, you do sit on, like there's there's so many skills involved. And I think no one's 100% perfect at every single aspect of being a product manager. And you have strengths more than maybe someone else might have strengths. So I think it's just being open and like, I think if you as a person are open about feedback and um, like knowing to ask, I think it gives people a bit of confidence that they can talk to you. Absolutely. But but it's it's a very brave thing to do. And I remember like when I first started kind of like working in companies, like fresh out of uni, and like someone to give you feedback and you just, you dwell on it for like a week. You'd be like, oh God, that's it, my career. Like, um, and it's so, and I think it's just like having resilience through that and you just, you work through it. And it's like every time you get feedback or, you know, things to kind of work on, you feel feel like it strengthens you a bit. Um, Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And I think that asking signals that you're open to receiving the feedback which makes it much easier for the feedback giver so yeah I think that's that's a really good thing to do definitely um I guess is there is there a silver bullet to working in leadership I'm always curious like I've never worked in like a leadership role but I'm always curious as to is is there like one perfect way of doing it (laughs) I wish there was (laughs) uh if there is I've not found it um I'd say the one thing that I have learned to do in this role, which I, th- I think I was doing a bit before, but it's become even more important with the step into leadership is being really conscious of how I'm spending my time. Yeah. I think as product managers, we're always prioritizing, but one of the most valuable resources we have, and I think we, we don't always think about how we prioritize this is, is how we use our time. And so, um, you know, I try and, and I think I do make my time super available to my team. Yeah. And so, you know, we have regular meetings every week, but we also often will meet ad hoc through the week. I'll come along to team sessions. Um, we'll do deep dives on a problem area or we'll just hop on a call for five minutes to chat something through. Um, and I think prioritizing that has has really helped me kind of understand where I can be helpful and has really helped um, mean that my team members can always move forward on things and that I know that I'm always available to them to help. Um, And so 
being aware of the things that you need to do and the things that you can are good to do if you have the time but often you won't and and that being okay I think is important and I think getting clear expectations from my manager around that has been helpful and kind of understanding the boundaries of what am I actually responsible for in my role you know what am I going to be held accountable for what things if they go wrong are people going to be looking to me and then what things are the responsibility of others or or something that I am jointly responsible for with someone else or with a group of people and using that to help guide where I invest the time that I have each week I think has yeah has really helped me have a manageable workload I feel really busy but not too busy um, but also have an impact in the areas that matter most yeah do you think setting boundaries helps as well where it's like you know where to kind of cut off like the time taken on things because obviously like you could just go on forever I think even as a product manager like you could definitely maximize however many hours there are in a week like you could you could just endlessly do that do you is there a way that you you know when you can kind of set that boundary and cut that off um yeah I think I try to stick really to like you know contracted hours and I think that's like a a, an important and valuable thing for a leader to be doing because it signals to the team that that's you know that's the expectation of them and um I also have a little baby so so that helps with that um (laughs) but I think knowing there are only so many hours in the week and thinking about how you spend them best is the right thing and I, I think I think you're spot on with boundaries I think I'm someone who will care about the success of the wider area that I'm a part of, the wider department. In BBC, we call them product areas, the wider product area. And so there's always stuff you could be doing within your team and outside of it. But being really conscious of, you know, these are the things that I'm directly responsible for. This is the kind of slightly wider sphere that I want to try and influence and, and prioritizing things in that space and the most important things in that space has definitely helped. Yeah. I like the fact as well that you've mentioned, you know, kind of like you are, you are here as like it is contracted hours and at the end of the day it is a job but it's something that you care a lot about as well and it's like maximizing the time that you have during the week and I think that's a really good point yeah I mean I I love my job and that means that I try to give the absolute most I can to my job and to the BBC in the time that I'm working and I think I think that's the best way for me to perform the best I can and 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 do the best for my team and for the whole organization Um, and I think as you step into a leadership role modeling that for others is yeah is a really good thing to do too definitely I mean I think there are going to be people that might be listening to this episode and they might be considering themselves like you know I want to make that move into leadership or I want to make that next big step I'm after that promotion I'm after that next challenge in my role I guess for those that want to move into product leadership um do you, have any, do you have any advice? Um, I feel like that's a very broad question because I'm sure there's so much advice and very specific things, but I guess as, just in general, what are the things that have really helped you, those key points that have helped you to be really successful and get to that that aspiration that you've got now, that goal? Yeah, I think it is hard to, it is hard <laughs> to give advice to everyone in every situation, but yeah. I think there was perhaps a time where I imagined it would be quite a linear path 
yeah. and I don't think in reality it's felt like that I think I've worked on a whole bunch of different products and that's actually helped me now I've made this transition and probably you know it put me in a good position to be a good candidate for the role too um so I think my general career advice is make sure you're enjoying what you're doing and keep looking for things that you'll enjoy doing um and I think that that will help you build up a wealth of experience that yeah. then will be useful to you when the opportunity arises to step into a leadership role. I, um, I don't, I would encourage anyone to, no one, I wouldn't encourage anyone to rush it. You know, I think it's, it's worth building up some experience that then you can take with you uh, into that yeah. position. And, and part of it's around thinking around the type of leader you want to be and yeah. drawing on, having worked with lots of different leaders yeah. in my career so far, I'm able to draw on the bits of their um, style and the things that they yeah. did that I like and really kind of play into that as a leader. Um, yeah. And the other thing I would say is there's loads of opportunities to get experience for things that will help you when you step into line management role, like mentoring, coaching, being involved in hiring, helping onboard new people looking yeah. for those early and starting to explore early the kind of skills that you might need to develop to do well in those things will then set you up for success when you when you do get the opportunity definitely i think that's something i've been doing recently as well is like asking people who might be in roles that i'm interested in or you know i'm just curious about what people do like mm. I'm, I'm quite a nosy person so i'm like oh what, what are you working on and I think it's just great to get people's honest opinion and how they feel like their day-to-day -day job is. Mm -hmm. And that gives me a perspective of, right, do I do I feel that that's right for me or something that I'd want to progress into? Mm -hmm. um, and I think, again, this is what I like about auto traders. You could approach anyone and no one's going to stand in your way if you are curious about a certain topic or subject matter area. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure it's the same at the BBC. I think there's just like, to me, I feel like the BBC is like a huge organisation as well. I bet there's so much to kind of learn and go after. And I think it'll be a similar dynamic. Like, you know, you could have a squiggly career or you could, you know, get insight into what somebody does. Um, I think it's really interesting as well. You've mentioned like, you know, looking at the leaders around you, how how you take pieces of of what you like about them best, how they effectively do their jobs and yeah there's like quite a few people in the leadership team um here at the product team at auto trader and yeah they're, they're very different in their ways of working but they're all brilliant at what they do and i think it, for me it's like it gives me a bit of reassurance but it's like it's okay to to be your own person and that's okay you don't have to it's, it's not comparing yourself to somebody else it's just realizing the strengths in others so I thought that that's a really good point that you've made there. Definitely. Um, there's lots of, and there's lots of different ways of being a great product manager yeah. and there's lots of great ways of being yeah. a product leader and um, thinking about how you can draw and play into those different yeah. things in different situations and, and also be flexible yeah. with different team members and flexible with the situations that arise. I think, yeah. I think the breadth of experience you can get and exposure to other things, like you say, by talking to others is a, is a really yeah. good way to get that. And it gets your face out there as well. I think if you, I always know if people come to me for advice or they're interested in something, firstly, I feel like I've helped them, but then I know in future, this person is, you know, the, the passionate about maybe this area of the business. 
maybe I might want to invite them to a meeting or just tell them more about what I might be working on and I think it just helps like just sharing like what you do every day yeah um, and I think that yeah. that kind of even like more informal mentoring kind of relationships yeah. can really help you um explore if you like that kind of thing and think about whether you want to go into a management route you know so many people want to get into product management that anyone who is a product manager will be will have interesting things to say to people who who are interested in that career and so i think at any level i'd encourage people to look for opportunities to do mentoring do coaching teach people about your area and and use that to learn about uh, other companies other areas within your company definitely. definitely brilliant so thank you Callum for joining us and being our guest at Auto Trader for this week's episode thanks for having me it's been great to be here really great conversation cool um and yeah we will see you next week do not forget to subscribe and like our YouTube um channel and make sure you get the notification um icon on Also, do not forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate. Rate us. Give us feedback.